What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. I collect sports cards. And if you're listening to this show, I think you probably collect sports cards too. I hope all of you had a very Merry Christmas. And on the other side of this, a Happy New Year. We are rolling into 2024 on a freaking mission. We are here to build out our damn collections and not worry about all the riffraff that's flooding and infiltrating our experience. Remember, everybody, just to reset as we're entering the new year. We only have so much time in our days. We're busy. We're busy professionals. We've got families. We got kids, man. We got bills to pay. All this stuff happening in our lives. And you know when we get an escape? We turn to our sports cards. And we don't have any time for funny business. There is some funny business that I want to call out. The underbelly of the hobby that is just making some ruckus. We'll call that out. I want to take a moment at the end of this to talk about kind of my five favorite cards that I grabbed this past year and pull some themes around those cards. I think that'd be fun, but let's just get into it. We got to thank our good friends, uh, our unofficial sponsor. We actually have two. I know, new year, I can take on more inventory because unofficially the sponsors, the line is literally out the door. I'm recording this at 6.33 in the morning right now, and there is a line out of the door at Stacking Slabs HQ, and people just want in. And I know there's only so much space, but we've got some availability here and there. Um, We had someone come in at the 11th hour from E-Bombs World. Remember E-Bombs World? Videos, funny stuff. It was kind of here before YouTube. Well, they're trying to make a resurgence, so... We're going to plug E-Bombs World, uh, sign the petition, get E-Bombs World back to the mainstream conversation. Uh, thank you to our good friends at E-Bombs World. And then the title unofficial sponsor of this week is Culver's and their Butter Burger product. Um, when we're talking about top shelf fast food, we are talking about Culver's, our good friends out of uh, the greater Wisconsin area. Um, just the whole state, actually. Um, if you've ever been to straight from the source, the biggest Culver's there is resides in Wisconsin. And shout out to all you uh, Wisconsin collectors out there. I know you come and you're mighty and you're strong and you're very passionate. And I know you fuel your hobby experience with a butter burger, some cheese curds, frozen custard, all those goodies. You can never have enough Culver's. And when we're talking about top shelf fast food, you can throw Chick-fil-A up there. You can throw Shake Shack up there. But most certainly, you got to throw our good friends from Culver's. Thank you. Christmas is behind us. Did you get any money to buy cards? Have you already blown that money on cards? Did you decide to treat yourself on a big card because it's the holiday? Just like, you know what? There's stuff that I've been thinking about, and I'm just going to do it. Maybe it's a card that's been sitting in your watch list for a while that you finally just, you know what, decided I'm going to buy this thing. 
Can we talk about watch lists for a second? What makes up your watch list? Is it just a bunch of cards that you'll never buy or is it more? There's a lot of different categories of the watch list. You see a card and the seller actually puts the card up for auction that collectors like us are going to bid on. That's my favorite. When there's a card I've been after and it, I see it right away and it's like there's six days, 23 hours, 33 minutes left. And I can just smash wash and be like, you know what? I need to set up an alarm for that because that's a card I really want. There's also the cards that we want, but are extremely overpriced. It's like we we watch them just to see if they're going to go down, but they never go down. And even, and also sometimes we might get an offer and the offer is like 2% discount, which is like nothing because it's already extremely overpriced. Those cards flood my watch list and sometimes I just have to get rid of them. And you know what happens when we see the cards that are overpriced on our watch list forever? We start to hate those cards. It's like, I, you know what? I don't need this card anymore. It's pissing me off. This greedy seller just is throwing this out here like it's a damn museum. He's trying to get some poor sap to just smash bin. But we still watch those cards. There's the, also the cards that we have no intention of buying, but... We want to see the performance of the card because we own a similar card or adjacent card. What's on your watch list? How do you organize your watch list? Are you cleaning it up? Because it is the new year. I spend some time going through my watch list. Feel cleansed now. I feel like I'm stepping into the new year with some clarity. Make sure you clean your watch list. I'll tell you what, we're living in a auction or bust era in sports cards. So much has changed over the last few years that we show trepidation to smash bin on cards. And believe me, I'm the ultimate bin smasher. I love smashing bins. I love setting the all-time high. But it's scary out there. Auctions afford us the chance to win cards at market rate. And I think when we lose those cards to somebody else, it's, it's like it sucks, but it's like I'm okay with it. Because at least I'm not smashing Ben on a car that's going to depreciate in value 25% in the next month. There's just something that hits different when a card at auction. Speaking of auctions, I sold a bunch of wrestling cards this past week via auction from consignment. Shout out my good friend, Chris, at Volume Accumulation. I thought the sales were really strong. Uh, But there is a massive problem going on in the wrestling card community. The underbelly of the hobby, true degenerates, are creating fake accounts and shilling auctions. This has been going on for a minute, but you know what? I was just impacted for the first time. So my one-of-one Panini 1 Rock PSA 10 got shilled up to the moon by two degenerates this card ended at like 5800 bucks and i was like this is ridiculous check the the, it wasn't excitement because i was like there's no way then i checked the bid history just a bunch of zero feedback bidders i was warned about this beforehand and so i went to bed i didn't i went to bed woke up and i got a bunch of messages about it and i was like i know i was like let me check with my consigner first got the confirmation 
and ended up selling the card to somebody who was bidding on the auction. So that card landed with uh, Genghis cards, and I was really pumped about that. And I think uh, when you got a card that's desirable and gets shilled up, typically you'll get messages about it afterwards. And so I just sold the card direct. But this is a massive problem when you've got a bunch of degenerates that are infiltrating a segment and ruining auctions. Just imagine how much time these people have on their hands and um, you know them getting their rocks off by fucking up other people's auctions. I will say this, like you're messing with people's money and it's not just my money. It's a lot of people's money when there's a consigner involved. So the best part about the hobby is that we're relentless. And when there's people doing nefarious activities, people are, will go just to the next level to make sure people get found and called out. And I know, especially with my auctions, that there has been interest by a lot of different parties in finding out who these individuals are. So this is a call to the community, eyes and ears, whether it's these degenerates or not, we all need to come together when people are messing up our stuff. When there's And, and this last year, undeniably, a bunch of People and bad actors got called out for their activities. And that was awesome. And that's when the hobby shows it's how strong it is. And the community shows how strong it is. When we can call bad actors out and we can shove their face in poop and we can present their poop-crusted faces uh, to the rest of the community and we can all throw eggs on their faces and ban them from the hobby for the rest of eternity. So the investigation is officially on, and it is on on a next level degree because I will not sleep until the degenerates and the underbelly of the hobby get poop crusted on their face and eggs thrown on their face. But let's bring up some brighter news. It is the new year. It is time to build out our collections. It is time to talk about cards. And I want to thank our good friend, Brooklyn Barry Bright. Such a uh, Fun voice, fun collector, talking about mosaics, beautiful cards. A lot to be said about finest. I know, and this continues to happen, where I have these conversations and there are cards that we covered that I've sold long ago, and it gives me the desire to go find players of the guys that I really collect now in those parallels, and the mosaic was certainly one of them. This Friday, we're going to do it a little bit different. We're sticking on parallels, but it's going to look a little different. So I got my brother. I always have him on during the holiday season. McGrath cards. We're going to do a New Year's edition uh, where we don't just focus on one parallel, but we're going to be doing some sort of recap on the parallels that have we have covered so far. So I'm really excited about that episode. We will probably uh, maybe do some sort of bracket maybe just cover them all individually. We'll have a conversation and we'll just bring up the collectors. We'll bring up the cards and we'll just have a debrief. I have not really provided much commentary on these parallels yet, but because I'm the question asker, um, sometimes I get an interject, but this is my opportunity to share some thoughts and opinions on some of the parallels that we've covered. And we have, I don't have the, 
the data in front of me, but we have certainly covered a lot of ground. We've been doing this for damn near, I feel like a quarter, uh, talking through a bunch of different parallels that make up our hobby. So this will probably be a bit of an abbreviated episode. We'll see how long we go on this, but I, as I'm recording this, I'm heading out of the house. We have not uh, done the family Christmas yet, so that is happening. But I want to talk about my top five pickups of 2023, or my favorite five cards that I I bought this year. I want to talk about those cards, and I want to maybe give some themes and reasons for why I think what I learned from picking up these cards and why this will help as I go into this next year and buy more sports cards. So these are in no particular order, but they're cards that I truly appreciate. So I started off my Tyrese Halliburton collection, which was fun, starting a new collection, starting a new PC with his select gold concourse out of 10 PSA 9 that I won at a PWCC auction. Now, this card was a card that I wanted to get because I my strategy was if I'm going to start a new player PC, I want to start by kicking it off with a really awesome card. And that card certainly delivered. When I got it in hand, gorgeous. I love the select chord sides. Um, it's just a beautiful card. And the only basketball card on the list. But you know what? I'm just getting into basketball cards via my Tyrese Halliburton collection. So that was a fun storyline for me this year. I picked up the 2014 Andrew Luck Black Finite 1 of 1 out of Prism. Graded it PSA 10. And that card is one of my favorite cards in my collection. Grant Slayton, Waldorf Story, spotted it at the Nashville show. He connected me to the dealer, and I am very grateful for that. Bought it from the dealer for what I thought was an affordable rate. Graded it PSA 10. It's like a forever card for me. The next two will stay on the Luck train. 2016, Andrew Luck select Prism Black, one of one. I love that card because I was at the game, the Denver Colts game in Denver where that card was shot. I love Select, just a beautiful card. And I got that one from the Andrew Luck collector, along with the 2018 Andrew Luck Optic Gold Vinyl one of one. And again, I got that card from the Andrew Luck collector too. 2023 Select Roman Reigns. Well, I'm just realizing here, I have three Select cards on this list. Wow. Final card is the 2023 Select Roman Reigns Concourse Black, one of one. My favorite image I think I've ever seen on a Roman Reigns card. A card that I was relentless in pursuing and I knew that I needed it from the gates and ended up getting it and so happy that it's in my collection. I went into this year wanting to add a couple new patents to the PC. And while I added some, nothing made the top five and I'm okay with it. And I think part of that is self-restraint. Don't just buy to buy. Also monitoring price range and value and what I feel comfortable of spending or not. And buy cards that I truly love and have a long-term place in my collection and also practicing more patience than anything else. 
Also worthy of note, five out of the four out of the five cards on the list came from direct deals, one-to-one. There's nothing more powerful than relationships. It might take longer, but the more you ask, the more collectors realize that you want cards. The best cards exist inside of collections, and it is our job to get them out. There's so many gimmicks and traps on the secondary market. There's more relationships that we have. The more we have relationships, the more enjoyable I think the hobby is, and the better our collections get. The final thing is, I think when I look at my collection this year, I'm building out an Andrew Luck collection worthy of note. And I don't care about the value and I don't care about anything else. I've got a special connection with the player. And isn't that what collecting is all about? This year showed me I have the opportunity to create one of the most significant Andrew Luck collections in the world. And I'm convinced I can continue to add to that. We always should remember beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We should build out the collections that we love and the collections that are significant to us. Remember, we're starting a new year. It's a good time to reset. I know there's a lot of narrative. I know there's a lot of resolution stuff that goes on. But you know what? It's always good to take a step back and see if we are building out the best collections for ourselves. I have grown so much since I've been back in the hobby, and every year it feels like a new unlock. And I think that's the best part about collection. It, collecting. It's a never-ending road, and it never stops. And there's always areas we can learn. We can learn from ourselves, we can learn from other collectors, and we can learn from the collections that we're building. This is the best damn hobby in the world. We're starting a new year. We're doing it fast and furious. And you know what? It's all about collecting those sports cards. My name is Brett McGrath. I love sports cards. I host a podcast about collecting sports cards. Thank you so much for listening. Happy freaking new year.